Our scripture lessons come from Isaiah and the Gospel according to Matthew today. Isaiah chapter 63, verses 7 through 9. I will recount the gracious deeds of the Lord, the praiseworthy acts of the Lord, because of all that the Lord has done for us, and the great favor to the house of Israel, that he has shown them according to his mercy, according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he said, Surely they are my people, children who will not deal falsely. And he became their savior in all their distress. It was no messenger or angel, but his presence that saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. The Gospel according to Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. Now after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill that had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Out of Egypt I have called my son. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our God and our Redeemer. Amen. As a congregation, you all might remember that we embarked on a good journey back on the last Sunday of August for this whole time. On that journey, we have learned about what it is to journey together as a big family of faith. In September, we learned what it means to be um, on this good journey. Actually, in the last Sunday of August, we started with a big bash called Bon Voyage Sunday, and we also began reading a book called the Good and Beautiful God, practicing soul training daily and meeting weekly or biweekly to discuss about our lear learnings and practices. In October, we considered what it is to be a companion on the journey to one another. And we learned to live in the global village and we celebrated the World Communion Sunday with all the faithful brothers and sisters around the world. In November, we talked about expanding our thankful table and putting new leaves and inviting and welcoming all the people of God. In December, we had been journeying to Bethlehem and celebrated the birth of Jesus Christ on Christmas Day. But we do know that we continue to celebrate Christmas season until January 6th. To this point, it has been a wonderful journey to discover in uh, the meaning and joy of being a family of faith. Today, our gospel lesson is about journeying from Bethlehem. Amazing things as well as challenges are encountered and discovered or experienced on the path of any journey. 
I have discovered a wonderful thing, a highly improbable thing, a miracle, really. Once upon a time, there lived a man who listened and did what he was told in the order he was told and the time he was told. And he did not argue back. And he did more, the same thing more than once. Just imagine. You know I'm not talking about my husband, Will Brown. <laughs> that man was Joseph, husband to Mary, lucky for Mary, the human father figure in Jesus' life. Earlier in the Gospel, according to Matthew, we saw that the first instance of Joseph's listening, Joseph was caught in a dilemma of having a pregnant fiancé. He wanted to break his engagement to Mary quietly, but an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said to him, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins." Amazingly, Joseph did he, as he was told. Joseph truly listened to the angel. He believed the angel and obeyed the angel's words. In the end, he publicly claimed the pregnant Mary as his wife and her child as his own child and took her home. This means Joseph accepted responsibilities for Mary even in her pregnant state and for the child to be born. Mary was safe, restored by Joseph's claim as his wife. Jesus was born as Joseph's legal son. I cannot help but think that when the baby was born, Joseph felt wonder and pride that a father feels at the birth of his child. Asserting the right of a father, Joseph also named the baby Jesus. Joseph respected both the angel and promised uh, prophetic words of God through the angel. Joseph was open to listen to God. As a righteous man, he believed one way the word of God came to him was in the words of the law. But he also believed God's word could come through prophets and heavenly messengers. As the prophet Isaiah tells us in chapter 63, verse 9, the words of angels and prophets are really the words of God, for it is only God who can act and save us. When the words of God came to him through an angel, Joseph was willing to risk by moving beyond the words of the law. He was willing to hear and obey God's spoken God's spoken word in the present moment. He was willing to have his life turned upside down by God. In the same way, in Acts chapter 9, we see that God sent Ananiah to find and heal Saul from blindness. And Ananias, who was just an ordinary person, did just that. There are many other stories like that in the Bible, God using ordinary people and angels alike to communicate with God's people, and it still happens today in our lives. 
The baby Jesus was born in a manger, a very unusual and challenging place to his parents, I'm sure. More complications were added by the shepherds and their sheep and the three wise men coming from the east to visit the newborn king. How did it must feel for the new parents, Mary and Joseph, to have three such strange and wise men coming from so far away to worship their baby boy? The part of the good journey in the season of Advent has reached its conclusion in the birth and celebration of Jesus, the newborn child. But for Joseph, Mary, and Jesus, the journey goes on. Christmas, it turns out, had just started. After the wise men leave and go another way to avoid reporting to King Herod, God speaks to Joseph through an angel a second time. This time, the angel said to Joseph, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. The Gospel writer Matthew tells us, that Joseph got up, took a child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt and remained there until the death of King Herod. Joseph listened and obeyed God for a second time. When I reread this story, um, this time in preparation for this sermon, a question came to me, which says, Where is your Egypt? Where is my Egypt? To where am I told by God to journey on? Is it a physical journey or mental or spiritual journey? For me, in general, I believe life is a journey from birth on earth to birth in heaven that we travel every day. Some parts of our journeys are geographical, my husband, Will, as most of you know, is also an ordained Presbyterian minister. We go to wherever we are called to serve. We do wonder in our 21 years of marriage that why God has always taken us farther south and south and south. We got married in Columbus, Ohio, and we got called to serve in Louisville, Kentucky. And then we got called to serve in Houston, Texas, and then here. Will even served in Naples twice. There isn't much more south to go in the United States for us, I don't think. Especially that I don't swim. So God's sense of humor of calling me to a place surrounded by the sea here in Sarasota sometimes worry me. But I have been to my Egypt. This is home, regardless of how I don't swim and it is surrounded by the sea. Some of the journey is metaphorical, as you know, and we might not physically move. We might have to change in our mindset and spiritual discipline in order to meet the new call from God and the demands of the journey of life. I have not lived very long, but long enough to know that change is the only constant in our lives. By the way, I'm really looking forward to becoming 60 years old next year. 
In my tradition, I will be officially a matronly Asian woman. That means I will be forgiven for asking any question to anyone, anytime. <laughs> Beware. That also means I will be generously offering unsolicited advice to anyone who needs it. Now back to the sermon. <laughs> so what if we think our journey is done and we have safely made it home to a place of no further expectations? I would imagine that once the baby Jesus was born, Joseph was relieved and planning to take his wife and baby home. After all, they were in Bethlehem just to register themselves. But that's not so. And then he got visited by an angel a second time. He got told to pick up his wife Mary and child Jesus and flee to Egypt. Like Sally said to us in the children's sermon, they flee in the night. What if, like Joseph, we are told or called by God to embark on a new journey to a foreign land? What if our call is not to move physically, but to journey on in body, mind, or spirit? Like Joseph, would we listen and obey God? Where might God call you? What is your Egypt? Regardless of where yours or my Egypt is, our God and beautiful, our good and beautiful God promises to be with us at all times. Have we, are we, will we, as a church and church of the palms, be addressed by God or an angel? How are we called to journey on in the year 2020? Are we going to listen? Are we going to obey God? I believe our lives are good and beautiful because we listen and obey God. We all have felt the call of God in our lives. Some people call it intuition. Some people call it a hunch. And some people call it an awakening. Some people call it a job. We listen, if we listen and obey God, our lives are given meaning and blessings. Joseph becomes not only a model for us in hearing and obeying God's call, but also in its rewards. Joseph was rewarded with a wonderful wife, Mary, with a father's relationship with the growing Messiah, and with the love for a child that amazed him, and with the love from a child he knew was to save his people, Israel. Because he listened to God and obeyed God, Joseph the carpenter is known around the world all to the, through the history of our faith. His life had deep meaning. He mentored the Messiah. In a few days, God will usher us into a new year, promising to continue to be with us. Emmanuel, God is with us in all that we do and feel and experience. All of us, your pastors and leaders, invite you to join us in reading the book called The Good and Beautiful Life and join a small group on the journey in 2020. We will meet new friends and we will deepen friendship with old friends. In the new year, let us have our ears open to hear any word God chooses to speak to us. 
I'm absolutely certain that hearing God's words and obeying God's directions will be for our own good. It will bring us God's blessing and joy. It will enable us to live with meaning for the glory of God. It will enable us to live with joy every day of our lives. In the meantime, as my father would say every year, let us reflect on this year, 2019, and count our blessings from God and give thanks to God. Thanks be to God who is always with us. Amen.